Hey guys, I have a podcast that I think you'll really enjoy. Proof, the investigative true crime podcast co-hosted by Susan Simpson of Undisclosed and Jacinda Davis of Evil Lives Here is releasing its highly anticipated second season where they investigate the murder of 18-year-old Renee Ramos. The first season, which if you haven't listened to yet, you totally should, saw the release of two Georgia men serving life sentences for murdering their friend, Brian Bowling. And thanks to evidence unearthed by proof, on December 8th, 2022, both Daryl Lee Clark and Kane Joshua Story were finally freed after 25 years behind bars. With that same investigative drive, Susan and Jacinda are on the case again, and this time, they are on the streets of Manteca, California, to find out who really killed Renee Ramos. In proof, murder at the warehouse, you hear how, on June 5th, 2000, Renee's body was found buried beneath a pile of debris inside a new Home Depot building. And how, despite tips hinting at alternate suspects, her boyfriend, 18-year-old Jake Silva, and 33-year-old Ty Lopez were arrested and convicted of her murder. Fans of true crime and investigative series won't want to miss this riveting new season. Follow the case as Susan and Jacinda uncover long-overlooked evidence about what really happened to Renee by listening to Proof, Murder at the Warehouse, wherever you get your podcasts. There were two more murders 15 miles when away. We arrived, they found the telephone and electricity line. Weird described by one investigator as reminiscent of a weird religion. Morning. Cup of murder. There are some stories that, while short in story, have no shortage of gory detail. On July 28, 1994, a killer couple heinously took the life of a man they considered a friend. So if you like your coffee hot but your bones chilled, Sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. Brenda and Gary Lawrence didn't have a happy marriage. In fact, it ended just after it began. After the couple separated, Brenda began living with a man named Michael Finken, as well as her two daughters, Kimberly and Stephanie Pitts, and Rachel Matten, a friend of Stephanie's in Santa Rosa County, Florida. Everything seemed to be going well, In fact, Gary came over to the house on July 28, 1994, to take Brenda to work. When he was done, he and Michael went over to a friend's house to have some beers and kill some time before Brenda was done. The pair drove her back home and continued their drinking back at her house. That's when Gary found out that Brenda, his estranged wife, and his friend Michael had been sleeping together. The men began arguing and, once done, Michael slept it off on the couch. After the men fell asleep, Brenda began gathering up all of the weapons in the apartment, including a pipe and baseball bat, telling Rachel and Kimberly that she and Gary were, quote, going to knock off Mike, and told the girls to stay in their rooms no matter what they heard. That's when the girls heard pounding sounds and Michael Finken yelling, stop it, if you stop, I'll leave. The pounding continued until finally the girls were called out to help clean up. When they finally saw Michael, or what was left of him, his face was completely unrecognizable. Then, the mutilated man made a small, ragged breath. He was, somehow, still alive. The girls then saw Brenda come into the room with something in her hand and began stabbing the victim before being told to go get a man named Chris Weatherby to help. When Chris entered the apartment, he found Michael laying there with a crushed skull, indistinguishable face, stab wounds, and a mop handle shoved down his throat. 
The handle was then removed, and Chris heard Michael gasping for breath a few more times before finally going still. Gary told Chris that he had beat the man with a baseball bat after having already beaten him with a lead pipe until it bent. The couple then took the small amount of money from his pockets, wrapped him in a shower curtain, threw him in the car, drove him to an isolated area, and set his body ablaze. When Gary returned to the apartment, the couple danced and reminisced about their crime. Gary Lawrence was arrested the very next day while driving Michael's stolen car. He confessed and Michael's body was located. When the medical examiner finished the autopsy, he concluded that Michael was still alive when the broom handle was forced down his throat. On August 24, 1994, Gary Lawrence was indicted for first-degree murder, conspiracy to commit murder, petty theft, and grand theft auto. Eight months later, he was found guilty of all accounts and sentenced to death. Brenda Lawrence also faced similar charges, and for the role she played in Michael Finken's murder, she received life in prison. Thank you for joining me in my morning cup of murder. Please join me again tomorrow to hear what terrible thing happened on July 29th. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and let me know how you like it. If you want to help support the podcast, there's always Patreon or just sharing it with your true crime obsessed friends. And remember, stay safe. Thank you for listening to Morning Cup of Murder. This is a daily podcast that tells you what happened on this day in true crime history. In short, easy to listen to episodes that you can finish on your commute or while you enjoy your morning coffee. So make sure you check back every morning. My name is Karina. I am the creator and host. You can find Morning Cup of Murder on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. I have also set up a Patreon where you can donate a small monthly contribution to the podcast. All those links are in the episode description. Thank you again and have a wonderful day.